0: 46 down 319 to go my name is chris this is at a theater near me the podcast where i go to the movie theaters every single day for an entire year uh today i'm going to be talking about the movies the sky is everywhere and how to train your dragon i also saw both of these movies at the cinemark at rockingham that's in the the mall at rockingham park in stadium new hampshire in general complex uh, also going to be talking about some Oscar news that came down since the last time we spoke. Finally, it's concessions month. So concession, this episode is Raisinettes, So talking all things Raisinets. Uh, but let's get right into the theater itself, which is the nicest theater I've been to so far uh, on, this, on this journey here. I think this is my 21st theater. So 21 theaters and 46 episodes. Uh, and this is the newest theater I've been to. This these poor bastards. The Cinemark opened in I guess they had a soft opening in December of 2019 and they had the grand opening in February of 2020 right before the pandemic started. Uh, and this theater is is beautiful. Um, the seats, especially, are are fantastic. The nicest seats I've sat in. They are so comfortable, heated seats that work ridiculously well. The chairs themselves are more narrow than uh, the other, like say, reclining chairs you might see at a Regal or AMC. Um, but I don't. I didn't mind that. I'm a pretty skinny guy, so I, I fit fine. Uh, but. I actually kind of liked that it was like more cozy. The only thing maybe you wouldn't like about it the seats being more narrow is that if it was crowded, having people like that close to you might be kind of weird. Um, but even so, they're still much further apart than they would be in a typical movie theater, you know, traditional movie theater seats we all grew up with. Um, the sound in these in this theater is incredible. Um, especially in the sky is everywhere. There's sometimes where people are knocking on doors or there's kind of sound in the distance. And like I jumped out of my seat a couple of times and the sky is everywhere. Meanwhile, it's a, like a romantic teen movie about grief. It's not like special effects juggernaut. And the sound was so clear. I don't know if I've ever heard sound that that precise and that crystal clear in a movie theater ever. And, and you know, the, with the chairs being so so fresh, you know, you wonder how many people have even sat in these things. I mean, the theater's probably gone empty for, you know, a good chunk of its existence, if it was even open at all. So the sound is incredible. The the, the screen quality is, is perfect. I've seen similar quality screens where it's just, you know, the picture is just so clear. It's amazing what they have nowadays. I mean, if you're my age, I'm in my early forties, you know, we grew up with the projection, you know, the projection on the, on the screen there was always kind of it's to be muddy or cloudy or, you know, you just didn't kind of know what you were going to get. I talked when we had Tim on the Nickelodeon in Portland, we had kind of like a gray line going down the, the screen there. That wasn't, that abnormal back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, luckily, the theaters have obviously improved greatly, plus you have you know a lot more digital projections out there. Uh, this is perfect. Uh, this is a really nice theater. You walk in, first off, the theater itself doesn't look like a traditional movie theater. It looks much more elegant than that. Um, you walk in, the lobby itself, I don't know if the lobby itself is that impressive. It has everything you need. Right on the right, uh, you'll see it more and more where you have a kind of a terminal, you can go buy your ticket. The concession stand I would say is lacking. It's probably the weakest part of of the theater itself. It has kind of the candy just kind of like tucked away and almost like a pegboard. It's not like it has like a very nice concession display. But other than that, other than the lobby being kind of eh, the rest of the theater just looks really well done. Like it has a lot of, like the doors, into the the cinemas are just like it's good quality like the walls look very nice like everything just looks really like they spared no expense building this which i'm sure i'm sure they may be ruining that day and maybe regretting some of the decisions they made building this thing Uh, the other interesting thing about this is even though it looks brand new the building itself was an old sears auto center this is in the same complex as the mall at rockingham park which is in salem new hampshire it the royal Rockingham park is the largest Shopping mall in all of New Hampshire. It has two stories, and I know you know someone who doesn't live in the sticks. Two stories doesn't sound like much, but for us in New Hampshire, there's not many malls in New Hampshire that have two stories. So it has over a million square feet. I don't think any other mall in New Hampshire can make that claim. Rockingham Park was a, ra- a horse racing uh, track. Uh, it had live horse racing until 2009. It finally closed uh, for good in 2016, and now it is the Tuscan Plaza number of different businesses there. Uh, you know, if you drive there now, you didn't know the, the racetrack was there. You would have no idea there was ever a racetrack there, but the mall was right next to that. The mall was built in 1991. Uh, I, I don't know if that was the heyday of, uh, of the racetrack, but it certainly, all you know, got some decent amount of traffic back then and the mall itself, even today, you know, what 30 years later, the mall is doing pretty well, especially considering COVID and the fact that it you was know, doing online shopping. Now there weren't too many vacant storefronts. The, food core was fairly, fairly buzzing. Like it was a pretty, i say successful mall. i say wildly successful considering, uh, the situation we're in from a, a shopping perspective. Uh, I guess at one point in 2015, this was, uh, Simon, uh, property group that's the, they own like over 200 malls across the country. And this was their highest grossing center per square foot, uh, back in 2015. So I don't know if it's still the case. Um, but at one point, this was a very successful mall and a big reason why is the location of, of where it is. If you're not from this area, Massachusetts has a sales tax. New Hampshire doesn't. If you're driving on uh, I-93, the very first exit once you get New Hampshire uh, is is into Salem. So it's right off the interstate right there. And this movie theater is not connected to the mall. And I didn't like that. I, was, I went to the mall... Because I, I assumed they were connected. I went to the mall, went, went to the food court, walked around a little bit. I went to go walk in the movie theater and I had no way to get there. I'm, what the fuck? And it ends up, it's like, I don't know, about you know, 500 feet away is this, this movie theater. And that's kind of a pain in the ass. I get back in the car, drive over there. Like I perfect world the movie theaters connected right in the mall. Yeah. You know, that's the best, especially in New Hampshire when the weather is so shitty. So many months a year, you kind of don't want to go have to go outside once you're already in somewhere. But having said that though, like what they did with the mall, the movie theater itself is, is fantastic. Uh, I hope it can stay alive in this area. Uh, it is a Cinemark, And I didn't notice, remember I, when I went to uh, Connecticut uh, the Stanford trip, I went, uh, drove home and on the way home, I saw I think it was Kung Fu Panda in Milford, Connecticut. Um, that theater uh, was in the mall itself, but said that no one who was under the age of 16 could go to the movie theater's past like 6 PM, like by themselves. This mall didn't seem to have those same, re- this, I'm sorry, this theater didn't have seemed to have those same restrictions. So that was good to see. Um, they're very adamant that they don't want any six year olds or under seeing a rated R movie. After like 7 p.m. at night, even with the parent. So if you're like six years old and your dad brings you to the radar movie, like the, like Cinemark, like just won't have it. But like the dad can just lie and say the kid's seven. I don't I don't really know if that's that like that hard and faster rule. It's a strange strange rule, um, but that's that's what they claim. Uh, but the theater itself is beautiful. If you're in that area, definitely check that theater out. I'd like to make Cinemark more of a regular uh, stop for me. It's 45 minutes away, but um, the theater experience stuff was just fantastic. So uh, hopefully I'll be going going back there. Uh, some movie news, if you will, especially in the Oscar front. Uh, since we last spoke, the Oscars named their hosts uh, for the event. It's gonna be Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes. I don't know if there's a win here for anyone involved. So, uh, you know, you heard n- names like John Hamm and Tom Holland, and Dia, uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin. Um, Selena Gomez, all these names were rumored about. It didn't seem like a job anyone particularly wanted to do. I guess negotiations with John Hamm broke down this weekend, which I don't really understand because typically with these awards show hosts, they don't get paid really much anything at all. So I I don't really know what they could have been negotiating. I, I don't know if even that was bullshit or not. I don't know if there's always a plan to have these three ladies do it. I don't know. I don't think Schumer, Hall, or Sykes are... Much of a draw at all. I, I don't know anyone's going to watch this because they're hosting. It doesn't seem like it. Kind of defeats the purpose of having the host. But in fairness to them, I, I can't imagine it's a job anybody wants. This Oscars is going to have terrible ratings. I mean, I, I I enjoy some of these movies. I'd love to see Belfast do well. I'll be rooting like hell for that. I'm really happy Nightmare Alley got some, some nominations. Um, there's movies I like that are involved, Parallel Mothers. Um, but like, it would be so foolish of me to think that a lot of people are watching these movies. Like, I mean, some of those movies, like I'm doing this project and I love movies. And if it wasn't for this project, I might not have went and seen Parallel Mothers necessarily. Like these are not movies that the average movie fan is going to rush out to see. And the fact that you don't have any The exception of Dune, any movies that made any money in there, no, there's just not really a reason for people to watch unless you just are a huge fan of movies and the Oscars, which is fine. But if you're looking to appeal to a mass audience, which the Oscars does and ABC wants, you know this isn't going to do it. I guess my my biggest gripe here is I wonder how much influence ABC had. So you know Regina Hall. Uh, Wanda Sykes, both on that show Blackish, and, and seem to have a, a decent relationship with ABC. Not so much with Amy Schumer, but like, is that what was like the tipping point? Like John Ham, you know, he's also not really a movie guy. These people are all really TV people. I mean, I know Amy Schumer had um, Trainwreck, and um, you know, they some of them had movie success. John, John Ham has too, but like, none of these people really scream movies to me, and none of them scream ex- like that exciting. Like some of these people, like not to be shitty, but like. Like if they were on the night show, they might not even be the first guest out. Like these are not like big names you would, like, you know, read a late night show with much less the Oscars. It just seems wild to me. Um, why not just go have a really talented stand up and just have at least be funny for 10 minutes. And maybe that at least makes the show more entertaining. And yeah, maybe it doesn't necessarily pay off this year, but if people were saying, Hey, you know, the monologue was really great. That might create some buzz for next year to watch. I mean, I, I just don't really get the idea of, I mean, I guess, I guess how it's going to work with the Oscars, uh, at least for this year is each of the hosts are going to have their own hour. So Amy Schumer, I guess is going to open the show. And I guess, guessing we'll have the opening monologue and then she'll have the first hour and then we'll pass the baton. Is that cohesive? Does anyone really care? I mean, that second hour is so, is so boring. Anyway, and I love the Oscars. The second hour is such a drag, uh, with all like the minor awards being presented. And it's just, I don't know. That definitely doesn't have me excited at all. I mean, I don't know if, if those three will make for an entertaining show or not, I mean, it can't be any worse than last year, I guess, but I don't know. It seems like a pretty underwhelming choice there, but I'm not gonna bash them too much. I can't imagine anyone in Hollywood wanted this job. So I'm sure they just, they didn't have a lot to pick from. Um, and if I was a big star in Hollywood, I wouldn't take it either. Cause you can only lose. The ratings are gonna be terrible, but I mean, Schumer, Hall and Sykes, I mean, these aren't people who are huge names. So they really have nothing to lose, I guess. The thing I liked less was the Oscar fan vote they announced. So. What, they, what they're going to do on Twitter is uh, people can vote on their favorite films that were released last year. As long as they use the hashtag, hashtag Oscars fan favorite, you can vote up 20 times a day. Like 7% of people in America use Twitter. And I think a lot of that 7% of the same kind of people that would watch the Oscars anyway. Like, I don't think it's going to really appeal to the average American is the 7% of people voting on these movies. And they're probably just going to troll it anyway and play it the worst movie and, and have that you know win. And you don't even win a real Oscar. You just like basically get recognized, It said. So this, they, they've clearly said this is not an Oscar category. So whatever wins this Oscar fan vote Twitter thing is not actually getting an Oscar. They're just going to get like a attaboy. I guess they're going to give out prizes to five lucky, quote unquote, lucky people on Twitter um, that vote. And here's what they get. I just think it's so small and petty. A full year of free movie tickets at their theater of choice. All right, Regal and AMC kind of already do that. It's like relatively affordable. It's like 25 bucks a month. So like it's $300 savings. Subscriptions to streaming services. Get Netflix for a year. All right, it's 120 bucks. What do we To 470 now. And exclusive items from the Academy Museum Store. So some shitty fucking trinkets from a gift shop. A museum gift shop. I mean that sounds so shabby and pathetic. This all seems so rushed and just like cobbled together because of media pressure. Yeah, this is what happens when Spider-Man doesn't get nominated. Yeah, no one's gonna give a shit about your award show. No one's still gonna give a shit if they vote for some you know troll by voting for some shitty movie, you know, twenty times a day. I I don't know, the whole thing just seems so stupid and petty and small. Once again, Oscars, even though I love the Oscars so much, shooting themselves in the foot. So, one other uh, quick movie note here that, that came out a couple of days ago. There's a movie called Deep Water. So, this movie was with Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas. I was kind of looking forward to it. It's supposed to come out in January of this of this year. So, I was like, all right, cool. Like another January movie. That'd be great. So, what happened was uh, Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas were going out and they broke up. And then Affleck started dating Jennifer Lopez. And because of that, they pulled it from the theaters. I think they were, uh, they didn't think that anyone would believe that Affleck was dating DeArmas. Or I don't know if there's certain. St- content issues with the actual movie itself or whatever it was they pulled it from the theaters and they never announced the release date which i always thought was so strange um like usually when they pull it they're like all right well it's gonna come out say in april or whatever they didn't even like bullshit us they just like oh it's pulled you know tbd when they're gonna announce when it comes out sure enough hulu grabs it and now it's gonna be out on hulu in march and it's not gonna be in theaters at all so i get completely fucked so not happy about that i was like I said, I don't know if I was like really that looking forward to it, but I was, I was like, all right, something to watch in January. Uh, Godfather, come watch Godfather with me. Uh, it's going to be February 24th. So that's uh, next Thursday at 6 p.m. at the AMC Methuen. I would recommend getting your tickets as soon as you can. Um, I know even when I got my tickets last week, they were... It was getting pretty close to sold out, but chance to watch Godfather at the big screen. I think said the movie starts at six. So I'll be in the lobby around 530. Uh, If people want to come and chat Godfather, I always could talk about that movie forever. Uh, It's my favorite movie ever made. I've never seen it on the big screen. So I'm super excited. A couple people reached out and said they're going to come, which is awesome. So uh, come join us. It'll be fun. Um, Once again, AMC Methuen, February 24th. It's a Thursday at 6 p.m. Okay. Raisinets. So I posted, you know, every time I, I have the concessions, I post it. I take a picture, post it on Twitter. And this was like the most divided I've seen people. Like some people are like, raisinets are fucking gross. No thanks. Other people are like, raisinets are the greatest candy ever. Uh, I guess I'm falling in the middle here. Um, much like my views on abortion, my views on raisinets are similar, where I don't really have a strong opinion either way, yet other people apparently will kill themselves over it. Raisinets are are okay. I, I, I don't love them. I, I got them, there's three kinds of raisinets, I guess. There's the milk chocolate, the dark chocolate, and the cranberry. I got the milk chocolate. I like them better than snow caps. Snow caps are gross. Like snow caps are just nasty. They are easily the worst candy I've had so far. Um, so this isn't snow caps territory and I think they're better than the cookie dough bites. So like raisinettes are fine. I would never actively choose to buy these though on my own. Like this is not a candy. I, I like, I had them here It's fine. Um, but they're not bad. And I like raisins. Remember the little boxes we get when we were kids, uh, for like snack, like, you know, if you know, parents are being like healthy that month, whatever, you know, instead of getting like fruit roll ups or the fr- fruit by a foot, you got like a box of raisins that kind of sucked, but a raisin brand is good. Like that's a fine cereal. Um, raisins are fine. Chocolate covered raisins, eh, they're fine. But they also, much like the snowcaps, the worst candy we've had. Uh, they were created by the Blumenthal Brothers Chocolate Company, and Raisinets were made in 1927, so we're almost the hundred-year anniversary of Raisinets. I do like the Raisinets box. That's a, like a I like that color. Not a, usually a big yellow guy, but it's so iconic and it's a certain like shade of yellow. I think it's like a really sharp looking box. I I should have mentioned this. I think the last episode. Um, Talk about Nestle. So Nestle eventually ended up acquiring Raisinets. And Nestle, because of Willy Wonka, also had Nerds. Uh, and Nestle did sell their candy line. So Nestle no longer owns either Raisinets or Nerds to Ferraro, uh, a company in January 2018 for $2.8 billion. So Ferraro uh, is quickly becoming a, a major player in the candy world. We talked about how a few other candies were purchased by Hershey. So Hershey and Ferraro, are so the kings of candy here. Yeah, Raisinets, um, eh. Okay, the sky is everywhere. So this was released um, on Apple TV Plus, but also is released in theaters as well. Partly because it was distributed by A24, which is one of the production companies. A24 does a lot of independent films. They did Moonlight, Room. Um, they've done a lot of really high quality movies. Uh, this isn't necessarily one of them. Um, this movie is okay. Some people really, some critics really hated it. Uh, I'm not going to drag it that much. I'm going to give it a C minus. Um, it's a. It's also not really for me. It's a movie about a younger sister whose older sister dies suddenly, and she's just kind of tackling that grief, and then she also gets involved in sort of a a love triangle of sorts. Uh, And then by the third act, it's focused much more on this love triangle than the grief, and it kind of loses me there. It's directed, you know, I mentioned on an earlier episode about like flexing, this you know, director is Josephine Decker, who's directed some critically acclaimed films um, like Shirley and Madeline's Madeline. I've not seen, this is my first Josephine Decker film. Um, she didn't particularly impress me here. The cast is unusual. The the lead is quite good, Grace Kaufman. I think she does a nice job here. Uh, but the supporting cast has Cherry Jones. You might remember her from Signs. She's been in a number of things. And then Jason Siegel has a very odd part. She plays, uh, he plays the lead's uh, uncle, who's like a pothead. And it's it's very bizarre. I don't know why he did this movie. It's his first movie that he's done in like three years. I know he had an AMC show that he wrote and uh created, so he's obviously really busy with that. But like what a weird role for him to pop up in. And I talked about the bridesmaids a little bit the last episode, how you can't make comedies anymore. And I'm guessing, you know, Jason Siegel wrote for getting Sarah Marshall. Not only was he in it, he helped write it and which might be the the best rom-com ever certainly in the argument and so really a talented guy but he doesn't really do comedies anymore and this i don't say he's the comic relief he, he is at times i guess but he's just kind of a stumbling pothead but he's not like a fuck-up he's just like one of those like really like almost like a hippie if you will um but you know good guy but almost doesn't belong in this movie it's a very odd part it's odd that he would want to do it it's odd that he's in it the rest of the movie is it's pretty much by the book what you'd expect from a movie to teenage girls. Luckily, I was the only person in the theater uh, when I went. <laughs> so I went and bought my ticket for this movie and uh, I went to the counter because I didn't know they had those kiosks. So I went to the counter and I bought it. And the woman's like, what movie do you want to see? And they're like, fuck. Like, I, I don't know, the sky is everywhere. She like made a face, like she almost like winced at me. I'm like, yeah, I know. So I went and bought, it. I'm like, oh God, please don't let there be anyone else. I just want to just, I don't want to creep anybody out. I just want to watch this movie and just insert, thank God no one was in there, so fine. Okay, so the next day, uh, I went and saw How to Train Your Dragon. So I think what Cinemark is doing is they're doing these $5... So it was only 5 bucks to see how, you, how to Train Your Dragon. And it was only $5 to see Kung Fu Panda. And apparently what... I don't know if Cinemark is a deal with DreamWorks Animation or something, but they're playing all of these old DreamWorks cartoons um, for only $5. I'm getting... Like, I think next week is The Droods. And I certainly have, like my schedule is not looking that great the next week. I've seen a lot of like either older movies or just really shitty movies, things I don't want to see necessarily. Um, so I certainly could go see the droods, but like the act of like going and seeing these like kid movies, because they always only play during the day. So I can't bring my nephew or my nieces. So like, like the action of going to these kids movies by myself is like creeping me out. So today I went, I bought the ticket for how to train dragon at the kiosk. Right. But like the concession lady is really friendly. And I think she recognized me from yesterday because no one's at this fucking theater. It's fucking empty. So I go now. I need to go buy concessions. The raisinettes for the fucking concessions. So I go and I, I buy my raisinettes and she's like trying to be chatting. She's like, "Oh, what are you seeing?" I'm like, "Fuck." I'm like, "How to train your dragon." You know. I'm like, oh, "This lady's gonna think I'm such a creep." And she's like, "Oh, well, some other gentleman was just in here." I'm like, "I'm like, oh, it's a, well, it's like a fun movie." I don't know what to say. So I take, <laughs> I take my soda and my Razor Dats, so I go sit down, and I go in there, and this guy like looked like the comic book guy from Simpsons. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, I'm almost glad I was there in case he was going to be creepy to somebody else. But maybe he thought I was creepy, and maybe he was happy he was there in case I was creepy to somebody else. And then a family of, like, three moms and, like, six kids that, like, wouldn't shut up the entire time, which is fine. It's a kid's movie. I have no problem with that. Let them talk. Uh, if any, distracting me from the boring movie. But, like, I, I don't know if I keep doing this. Like, it's, it's like, people I say, oh, is this endeavor taking like any sort of toll on you mentally uh, not really i actually got to seeing art every day it's been kind of fun i've seen some movies i typically wouldn't see but like the anxiety i've been having going to see these kid movies these fucking at the cinemark or just kids movies in general without having my nephew or my nieces there that's like not fun like that that is not great so uh i gotta f- figure that out or i don't know so i'm seeing sync 2 on thursday but i'm going with my nephew so luckily i i'll be all set there. But I, I don't like, I don't like going to these movies that aren't for my demographic by myself. It feels weird. I don't like it. I feel like I'm like intruding. It's just, it's creepy and weird. Uh, So that's not great. And that guy, I'm sure it's fine. The guy though, I will say the guy at the how to train your dragon movie, this like comic book guy, he was not happy with the trailers. Like there were a lot of trailers before it. And like before, you no, know, like I feel like the seventh trailer, you know, that green screen pops up saying, Oh, this is previews you know approved by the motion picture association he got out the longest sigh like he was like oh like a, he really wanted to you know see this dragon this how to train your dragon movie he was really anxious for it so he he was disappointed with all the previews i was disappointed with the movie uh i'm gonna give it a c minus another c minus here visually it had some impressive things like the kid flying around with the dragon was like pretty cool to see like it's computer animated uh but the, the looked, it looks pretty sharp i think the rest of it didn't look that great i thought like kung fu panda which came out before this looked a lot better um i i, I this was like critically acclaimed almost across the board Uh, people really loved the characters. People really loved the, the animation. I wasn't that impressed. I thought Kung Fu Panda was quite a bit better. And Kanto is a lot better than both those movies, you know, for comparing, uh, cartoons here. I thought Kung Fu Panda was funnier. This movie didn't have much of a story. It was a lot of the whole like second act is him flying around in this dragon. It's like 40 minutes of him just flying around dragon, which is like fine for the first 10 minutes, but after a while, it's like. It's just never ends. I guess it's based off a book. I maybe just ran out of like things to say from a narrative perspective. Didn't really like the movie. It just didn't. I'm also not a big dragon guy. I'm Not a big like middle ages like Vikings. Don't really. I don't like that whole fantasy stuff with like uh, you know or the rings or I don't really like that. I don't really care about like real Vikings. Like I don't really care about the real middle aged stuff. I don't care about the fantasy middle aged stuff. That so that world is not going to really appeal to me. This movie as as a whole. Eh. Um, the cast is interesting You had, you know, Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz-Plasse. So a lot of the like the Apatow guys were involved with this. Um, Kristen Waig was one of the voices, I guess, Roger Deakins, um, who's a great cinematographer. He was the visual consultant on this. And I believe that like some of this stuff visually was actually really sharp, especially them flying around and a couple of the shots, um, the action sequence shots were actually really, really impressive. But the story itself, I just wasn't, I w- wasn't blown away by it. Directed by Chris Sanders and Dean Du So both Sanders and DeBoise Bois uh, worked on Lilo and Stitch. Uh, and then um, The Crudes uh, was uh, Chris Sanders and another guy, Kirk D'Amico. But so Chris Sanders has had his hand in a few pretty successful franchises um, for DreamWorks there. So um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really amped up to see sync 2. I, I also don't know if I'm, if I want to go see the crudes next week, uh, uh, these, these cartoons, but $5, you can't beat that. So yeah. So I guess the tip there though, if you have a family looking for some inexpensive movie entertainment at a really nice theater and you're in that Salem area or you're near a cinema market all, I guess, um, take advantage of that Five bucks can't beat it. So that wraps up this episode. I'll be back on Friday with who we are, which is a lecture slash documentary, I guess, about race relations. I'm seeing that at the Newburyport screening room. I'm actually pretty excited to go to that theater. A lot of people recommended I, I check it out, including uh, John Kiernan. When I had him on, he, he suggested that theater as well. Uh, and Sing 2, uh, which luckily I'll have my nephew uh, be seeing that with him, so it won't be as weird or creepy. Uh, talk to you folks on Friday.